The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone. When we heed the call and say yes to live from the truth of our hearts, we accept the invitation to deeply relax, trust, and let go of fear, control, struggle, suffering, and separation. Now, here is your host, Sandy Goldstone. Hello, lovelies. Welcome to this week's episode of Sounds of the Heart. As your host, I am delighted to have your beautiful presence and heart's vibration join with mine as we listen, share, and explore in this hour together. I invite us all to join together as one conscious global heart as we take a deep breath in and relax out with the sound. To gently ground our being in calm stillness, meeting ourselves in love, as love, what we always are now. Thank you. It's so wonderful to feel our hearts become part of that one unified field of love through the breath. Thank you so much for joining me again today. I'd like to start off with just reading a poem. It's really a thank you prayer. And sometimes when our lives have been overwhelmed by constant change and upheaval, and it seems like the world is doing really crazy and insane things, it's really important for us to be really turn in and really see what's always around us and what it is that we can give thanks for. From the goddess God of my being, Thank you for the love that I am. Thank you for the love in my life. Thank you for the love that surrounds me. Thank you. Thank you for the miracle of life that I am and the miracle of life I see reflected all about me. Thank you for this gift of life. Thank you for this perfect whole body and my radiant health my vibrant well-beingness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the abundance that I am and the abundance I see reflected all about me. Thank you for the riches and richness of my life. And thank you for the river of money that flows to me and through me. Thank you. Thank you for the excitement and the adventure of the millions of possibilities and probabilities. Thank you for the beauty and harmony. Thank you for the peace and the tranquility. Thank you for the wonderment and thank you for the joy. Thank you for the laughter and the play and thank you for the privilege of serving and sharing the gift that I am. Thank you, thank you. 
thank you. So we'll just allow all that love and gratitude and what is always within us to just soak deeply in as I have the great pleasure and honor to welcome our beautiful guest, Dr. Nick Garrett. Coming from a background of the hard sciences, Dr. Nick Garrett has turned his analytical abilities to the field of energetic medicine, in particular crystals and how they affect the body. A deep interest in the chemistry and a deep love of the beauty of crystals has combined with his anatomical and neurological expertise to develop a unique view of the way crystals can provide benefits to humanity. By tapping into the wisdom of the ancients and applying his pathological experience gained over many years working in the pathology laboratory, Dr. Garrett was able to profile common health and social problems, then find the crystal antidote to each component of the problem, effectively counteracting all the components, blocking good health and prosperity, thereby assisting resolution of the problem. Dr. Nick Garrett has a Bachelor of Arts in Science, Bachelor of Arts of Honours in Chiropractic, NOT, Energetic Medicine, and he has a diploma or a degree, I'm not sure, in teaching. So welcome, Dr. Nick, and it's such a um, pleasure and so happy to be um, sharing your groundbreaking work with all our listeners that have called in today and all that will um, listen to the show afterwards. So welcome, Nick. Thank you, Sandy, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to come on your, your radio show and present. Um, it's a really interesting field for me, and I just love the opportunity to be able to let people know about what's happening there. So I know that you're really, really passionate about this and that you've um, shared with me that this is going to be your life's work now, that you feel so deeply inspired and passionate and clear about um, this is what life is calling forth in you to share with all of us at this time. So I'm just curious, how did growing up in a Catholic family and being exposed to that spiritual view and perspective of life help shape where you are now? Yeah, that's a good question, Sandy. Um, we were a Catholic family. We, we all went to Catholic schools, but we kind of lived on the periphery of suburbia. So we weren't really that ardent. We didn't go that often to church. Um, having said that, we were quite a spiritual family. Uh, my dad was a very deep thinker and my older brother is still uh, quite a confirmed Catholic and I'm pretty sure he goes to church every Sunday. I'm a fairly irregular goer. But um, that's by the by because within the Catholic education system, certain things are stressed. Now, um, I didn't go into the religious side of things at school, uh, most likely don't ever, it kind of like uh, in comparison to my sister-in-law who's a Jehovah's Witness and she 
knows passages of the Bible, she studies the Bible, and anything that she says, she's got a, a reference in the Bible that she can back up. Unfortunately, that wasn't the style that the Christian brothers adopted, and most likely we'd have been too young to appreciate that style anyway. So what I did get from um, the Catholic Church was uh, an appreciation of uh, what God is, um, how God sent his representative, his, his son, Jesus, down and uh, what Jesus did by dying on the cross and also the idea that um, love is the most important thing out there that, and it's probably the, the best emotion to adopt uh, prior to going out and doing anything. If you can come from a position of love, then you're going to have some sort of empathy and understanding to start off with. So whilst we, we were taught uh, the appropriate prayers and the, the vestment colours and all the things that go with the liturgical seasons, um, I, I kind of feel that we didn't get the depth that others have, but I'm not sure that that is actually at the heart of being a Catholic anyway. So I came at it from the perspective of already knowing that there is a creator and accepting that there is a creator. Now, later on in life, I became uh, very interested in science, chemistry especially, and followed that path. And that path led me down that rational roots, you know, the linear mind, if you will. And uh, it kind of closed off to a certain degree, things which may have existed beyond the scientific realm. But I never really let go of the idea that there was a creator because within myself, I firmly believed that there was a creator. And the mysteries of how they go about, the creator went about building this, this realm, what I call reality, a lot of people call reality, uh, became very interesting, uh, of, of interest for me rather. And a lot of my time has been try, sent, spent trying to explain reality within the mechanisms that are available uh, from the scientific uh, thoughts of the time. Okay. Now, yeah, that, unfortunately, that rational approach only took me so far. And okay. it became, became pretty obvious that there was stuff that, that uh, lay beyond um, uh, what science could explain. Okay. And, and that perhaps we should be looking at things that are kind of considered irrational and Whilst a lot of people uh, accept that energetic medicine helps people, there are a lot of people in the scientific realm that kind of think it's pseudoscience. Mm -hmm. and, and I would love to be able to take it out of that pseudoscience category and get, get it accepted as real science. Okay. So um, what I'm hearing is, is love is the way, the greatest of, of all of these um, virtues and principles is what we truly are, and that is love. And everything is born from that place and out of that place. And um, so that's what the the main thing that that was was um, embodied within you or caught from your experiences of the Catholic upbringing was 
that love is the answer and the way and um, the guidance for everything. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. And Catholic means universal. Catholic means universal. And so it's kind of like, it's not this separate thing. And sometimes I think in religions, we get lost in the external um, veneers of our dogmas and theologies. And we forget that at the kernel of every religion is that that deep love for um, all of creation. And that's us. We are part of that. And so um, to kind of really um, fall in love with our own divinity and our own true nature and to allow what wants to birth itself through us to be able to express itself um, cleanly and clearly. And so we can bring the gifts that we've been um, brought in with us in this human vehicle can be shared collectively um, from that place of love and beauty and compassion and kindness and goodness and grace. Absolutely. Sandy, you mentioned that I've got, uh, it is a diploma of education and um, I still do a little bit of teaching and uh, I've been doing a bit in the primary school and these beautiful kids come to you and you can understand where they're coming from and you can treat them in a couple of different ways. Say if uh, you get a bit impatient, um, you can see that, that they change, but if you treat them with love, the opposite happens. They, they come out of their shell and they boss, blossom like a flower. And so the, the power of love, the positivity of love is just something that works across all boundaries and, and all nations and cultures. Yes. Yes. It is the elixir. It is the healer for the, for the world and it is the healer with, um, for, with anything that is arising within us. It's, it invites us to... Um, ask the question, how would love respond in this moment to meeting sadness, to meeting disappointment, to missing, to meeting rage or, um, you know, shock uh, or even beauty? It's just, it doesn't matter. It's just love is always there in that invitation of how is that which we truly are going to meet itself in this moment, in this experience or with this thought or with this feeling um, or within this activity or whatever is happening in the moment. So what role did trust, faith and surrender play in balancing and harmonizing the left and right hemispheres of the brain as you found yourself moving from the hard sciences, like the linear mind, to crystals and energetic medicine? Yeah, okay. So, um that's, that's a good question because to me there seems like there's several parts uh, with, in regard to that. So it was trust, faith and what was the third one? Surrender. Surrender, okay. Yeah, look, I, I started to receive the information um, when I was doing a lot of travelling. I had bought a chiropractic uh, business south of where I lived and it involved a couple of hours travelling. And I not only uh, had a chiropractic clinic at one place on the coast, I had a, another one at a little place inland uh, at a place called Nanup. And that one there is actually really quite instrumental in the change because the person I was uh, renting the property off is a psychologist and he had a lot of really good 
interesting psychology books that I would read about or, or take the time to read when I was uh, had a little bit of downtime. And that kind of really opened my mind. So straight off, I'm kind of in a more receptive state. But while I'm driving down, I'm thinking about things. I'm constantly thinking about things. And so while I'm thinking about something, all of a sudden, this thought would come through and interrupt me and just take over what I was, the, the previous sort of babble of my mind. And this would be something so powerful and awe-inspiring that I couldn't really ignore it. So this started to happen on a regular basis. It didn't happen every time I went down, but I would kind of receive information that built on the information that I got previously. So I had to kind of have faith that I wasn't going mad and that have faith that what I was receiving was, was coherent and of value. So initially when it started happening, it was kind of like, oh, that's, that's a curiosity, that's really good. And then more information came down. I had to kind of move from that area of faith into an area of trust where I now was thinking, okay, this information is not ridiculous, it's not superfluous, it's something that I have to listen to and I have to trust that the universe is sending me all the information I need at the time. And then from that point, I needed to move on to the surrender where it was, okay, get yourself ready, receptive for what's going to come down. It might not be the huge... Um, awesome revelation that you've had before, but when it comes down, be prepared for it. So at that stage, I was always kind of listening out for that voice to come down and, and tell me what needs to be the next step. Now, sometimes it didn't come down in a logical flow, a linear flow, if you will. Sometimes stuff came down and I thought to myself, how does that work out? and I needed to integrate it into the whole concept. But I was generally able to do that. Um, and I, I can't think of any situation where the information that I got wasn't relevant to the whole concept. Um, so that's the, the uh, faith, trust and surrender. What was the second part to that question, Sandy? <laughs> it's okay. I think you've, you've answered it beautifully. Okay. It's, it's okay. about being open to receive that, um, to tune into the still small voice within and to tap into that intuitive um, deep wisdom that always lies within us and that, that reservoir. And, and so that what is allowed you to harmonize the, the left and the brain um, yes. brain hemispheres that had yes. to move from that place of um, going from that hard sciences yes. to more a right brain um, opening to intuition and that uh, that intuitive still small voice within and the wisdom that lies within that and the, the space that that creates to bring forth something new and something that's not been um, met before. Yes, and look, absolutely, it has transformed my thinking. Okay. It really, yeah, it really has. So we're going to take a short break now. So, yep. um, okay, lovelies, it's time for us to take a short break. This is Sandy Goldstone, and my guest is Dr. Nick Garrett, and you are listening to Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. Stay tuned 
and we'll be back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. We are all searching for a deeper meaning in life. The possibility exists to create our life from the perspective of our true divine nature, where the experience of joy, love, abundance, freedom, and peace is our birthright. On the Inner Frontier, host Darlene Green presents a new topic every week with a high-frequency conversation to support a gentle revealing of the divine that is unique to you. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel for The Inner Frontier. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss Being Here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the 7th Wave Network. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to the Sounds of the Heart. To find out more about our program, visit Sandy's website at soundsoftheheart.com.au. Again, that's soundsoftheheart.com.au. Now, back to Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone. And we are back, lovelies, with Sounds of the Heart on the 7th Wave channel of Voice America. And I'm your host, Sandy Goldstone, talking with my guest, Dr. Nick Garrett. So following on from what we were talking about at the break, Nick, was being open to that space of conscious awareness, really. It's it's about stilling and creating space where the mind can just kind of relax, take a rest, and um, because it's always just full of the same old stuff. There's nothing new there. And so creating that space and being open to that intuition and that divine inspiration to flow through so you speak of obtaining this idea and formula from the plutonic realm can you explain what this means to you and is this the only time that you have felt connected to it okay yeah sandy the plutonic realm is kind of like a theoretical place where ideas live and it's um, originally, I believe it was originally thought out by Plato and his cronies. Just to give you an idea of uh, who his cronies are, people like Socrates, Aristotle, and Pythagoras, several other people were there at the time with Plato, and they were all feeding off each other's ideas. So a kind of modern equivalent might be, um, you know, Einstein, Schrodinger, and Stephen Hawking and a couple of other geniuses of our time all together and imagine what they would be able to do if they were all together. So anyway, uh, they came up with this idea of the platonic realm to explain where ideas come from. And people, often people, there are very famous mathematicians that, that believe that 
they get their ideas from the Platonic realm as well. And what I've found, and it's something that Einstein said, is that quite often you can be engaged in something mundane, so physically you're, you're involved, and then all of a sudden your, your brain will uh, grab this, this thought that is actually being downloaded to you from the uh, Platonic realm. So, to me, I think that that everything exists in the universal consciousness and that the platonic realm is part of uh, the universal consciousness and that when ideas come to me, I'm actually accessing the universal or rather the, the platonic realm and the ideas come down to me. Now, it was uh, really obvious to me that um, that this was what was help happening because all the times that it happened to me, I was never actually concentrating on the thought that came down to me. In fact, mostly the thought that came down to me was totally irrelevant. And so there is no logical reason why I'm thinking about something and suddenly I leap to this, this uh, huge, awesome inspiration. There doesn't seem to be any sort of link there unless I'm thinking about it subconsciously. And so it kind of strikes me as being something that imposes itself upon you and you either are receptive to it and you listen to it or you decide that it's nothing that you need to do or to work on because you can't fit it into what is essentially your worldview. So when I look back at a lot of the inspirational thoughts that I've had, I find that they were actually coming down to me from this platonic realm and that um, I was receptive to them and sometimes I took the information and used it and other times I ignored it. Now what I do is if I can't immediately put it into my model, I will write it down so that I don't forget it because I've known from the past that if I don't put it down, I will forget it. So it's something that has happened all my life and I believe that it's something that all people are capable of tuning into and it's part of that small still voice that you're constantly interacting with and it's so powerful that it just drowns out and you have to listen to it. Yes, and but it's also... Um you know, that thing that still small voice within the message that goes before that is be still. And <laughs> many of us uh, don't want to do that and not to kind of create that space and place for the the wisdom within the silence and the divine inspiration to come through. So creating that place and space of stillness and going in and paying attention so we can receive that information that takes us beyond any kind of idea or concept or image that we have of ourselves. And it kind of, and that's what kind of makes it really tricky if we're going to kind of say yes to it. And I think most people in the creative fields and everything are having that downloaded or streaming through them all the time. You know, you see a work of art and everything and it's like, where did that come from? It's come from something beyond um, that sense of me, um, something that's part of the whole limitless um, creativity of the universe that we are a part of. And 
that we are a blueprint of and that's what we have access to. But we have to be still. We have yes. to be still and create that space to listen to the still small voice within. Yes, yes. And I find that doing mundane things with your hands, uh, might be the washing up or cleaning up or something like that, it, it's almost like that creates that stillness and then you become more receptive to it. And the other thing about the information is you can question the information quite easily because it, it's not related to anything else you were thinking about before. And so that trust comes in again. And the universe is not going to give you superfluous information that's not right for you. It all comes to you at the right time. And even though you don't think it's the right time, it is because it's laying the groundwork for a future realisation. And so you need to be in that position of trust. And then when you get to that position of trust, you surrender and go, well, come to me. I know that it's going to be of use and I just need to put it into my, my concept or my worldview. Yes, and paying attention to those synchronicities because that's how we met, Nick, is that yeah. I was having my meditation in the morning and I was told that I was going to meet someone that day and I went into the art gallery um, where my beloved Peter works and and there you were and I just asked to be shown energetically that I would recognise the person that I was meant to be meeting and and I heard you speak and just immediately there was this vibrational frequency that went through my whole body and my body just lit up. And like I said to you, I said, you're the person that I'm meant to be meeting today. Yeah, I remember. Um, and uh, I've got goosebumps right now just thinking about it. It was, um, yeah, you know, the universe forced us together and the time was right. Yeah, invited yeah. us together. I don't feel like it's forced, but okay. we always have the opportunity. It's an invitation for us to say yes or no to. Yes. Um, so can you explain how the application of the colloidal crystal ointment works both on the conscious and unconscious level of the organism of the body? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to uh, look at that from two perspectives and the conscious. Now, um, to me, when you say that, I'm thinking about how I prepare them. And I'm quoting a body of work done by a gentleman called Marcel Vogel. Marcel Vogel worked for IBM and he had various uh, um, patents uh, under IBM. Some say 100, some say 30. But he was a very, very smart guy. And he's the one who made the Vogel crystals, which are sort of about six inches, four inches long, and they've got points at the end. And his work revealed that your intention as a healer is stored or transmitted through the crystal. So on a conscious level, when I make the, the crystals, I'm thinking about good and I'm thinking about the particular emotion or the particular uh, problem that you might have and I'm instilling goodness into that as well. Now, I also have people that are meditating and they are professional, not professional, but they're much better than me and they're in, I'm getting them to focus their intention into the crystals as well. So from a conscious level, I have a body of people who are uh, 
putting their intention into the crystals. And the crystals basically, like the chip in your computer, have the ability to store information and release information. So when it comes down to the fact that uh, you need it, it's stored in the crystals and it's available for you to, to actually utilize. Now, at an unconscious level, these work to augment the the uh, body of coding, for want of a better phrase, that comes down that is part of your reality that tells you what your reality is. So if in your reality you are not feeling enough joy, then if you have the, the crystals coded correctly, then that component of your reality can be uh, coded for within the crystal and now it's stored in the crystal and when you need it, it's available to to um, uh, be utilised by the body. Now, I believe in a quantum explanation of the world and I believe that before things actually happen, there is any number of things that can happen at the next point, but what actually happens is what actually happens. I mean, that, that sounds ridiculous, but that is what actually happens. And so just prior to what actually happens, if you have uh, that body of coding augmented by the fact that you need some joy or you need something else in your life, then that comes down and completes the coding so that you can you can start off from a, a, a base point for that for the next point and be able to incorporate joy for argument's sake into your your reality and and what you uh, show to the world. Now, sorry, you, did you want to ask a question, or can I go on just a little bit more? No, no, you can keep going, Dom. Keep going. Okay, so um, th this actually can work at a much deeper level, and um, being a biochemist and a chiropractor, I've got the biochemistry side down, and I look at how this is actually reality with regard to what we know about chemistry and how it actually comes together from a, a neurological perspective, and there are certain components, cellular components, which have been identified fairly recently as being important in terms of what they call memory. So I'm alluding to a protein called a prion and people may have heard of prions um, in relation to mad cow's disease and also Alzheimer's disease is now going to be uh, recategorized as a prion-like disease because the amyloid, the tangled protein that builds up in the cells of people who have Alzheimer is a degraded prion. It goes also goes back to some work done by a fellow called Eric Candle and he was able to induce memory in a, uh, a simple organism and what he found different in the, in the cells of the neurons of this organism was the production of a prion after he had stimulated it. And so he made the leap that this prion was actually perhaps the basis of memory. So my model is that reality or memory comes down to you as a, as a whole bolus of waves. Those waves interact with the prion and then Reality is actually, your perceived reality is produced after the interaction with the prion. So the prion is kind of like a xylophone and the 
bolus, the original bolus coming down is kind of like the person with the the sticks hitting on the, the bits of the xylophone. And depending on what is allowed to come through will determine the tune that comes out of the xylophone. And different hittings of the, the little components gives you different tunes. Hence, there is the ability for these prions to, to produce a memory after a, a, an interaction with that bolus. Now, the other interesting thing about prions that really works in this setting uh, is the fact that they, they replicate. And so if you think that a, a, a memory is a prion, then that memory is perpetuated by the reproduction of that prion. Hopefully that hasn't blown too many people away. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of like how... It works at the conscious and also the subconscious level or unconscious level. Just another little thing. With, with new habits, because what we're doing is we're changing old habits at the subconscious level into new habits, there's a certain amount of time that you need to engage in that, that new habit for it to become a real habit. And so there's a bit of neurological scaffolding that needs to go go along with that. And so therefore, with the use of the, the crystals, you might get immediate reaction or immediate effect, but it might take a little bit of a while as well. And generally, you need to use them for about a month to get that full benefit. Okay, so, so you're kind of talking about the Maharishi effect, really, when you're saying that you get people to meditate and that you're very clear about your intention and and um, bringing goodness and light and love and that vibrational frequency when you're yes. kind of um, putting the crystals together into the various formulas and yes. so is that what makes you um, know that the application and dose of the colloidal crystal formula is more congruent with a quantum biomechanical view of how the body works yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, if, for argument's sake, uh, we we take the analogy of a, a symphony or, or an orchestra, rather, if you were to take the violins out of that that orchestra, then play the symphony without the violins, people would go, "There's something missing. It's it's not complete." If you bring the violins back, they're able to go, "Yeah, now I've got the full picture." So. When you're operating at a point where you don't have enough joy in your life, we can augment that joy by giving you the, the crystal that, that programs and stores and emanates that joy, and then that fits into the rest of the orchestra to give you the more complete symphony. symphony sorry. Beautiful. So it's like we're kind of made up and we've got our own song and our own tune to sing and when it gets out of balance and harmony, then it kind yes. of feels discordant and, yes. it, and it, doesn't, it doesn't flow and it doesn't feel um, relaxing and um, uh, harmonious and balanced within us. Yes. yes. Okay, beautiful. So we're about to take another break now, lovelies. Um, so this is Sandy Goldstone and my guest is Dr. Nick Garrett and you're listening to Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. Stay tuned and we'll be back. The Voice America 7th Wave channel. Seek greater awareness. 
Spoiler alert, a space of being may cause spontaneous laughter, extra money, ease, joy, magic showing up in your life, and outrageously orgasmic moments. Join Grace Hart live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel, where she combines her psychic abilities and the tools of access consciousness to assist you to create a totally different reality and transform your personal and professional life, including relationships and finance. I wonder what magical possibilities await you at a space of being. It's time to wake up and transform into your higher self. Tune into Light and Radio with host Jay-Z Bound. This is a show that's meant for you if you're seeking your highest and fullest potential. It's already within you. All you need to do is discover it and nurture it to reality. Jay-Z is an intuitive and health and ascension facilitator. Get ready to connect to the divine and your authentic self. Be here for Lighten Radio every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to the sounds of the heart to find out more about our program visit sandy's website at soundsoftheheart.com.au again that's soundsoftheheart.com.au now back to sounds of the heart with sandy goldstone and we are back lovelies with sounds of the heart on the seventh wave channel of voice america And I am your host, Sandy Goldstone, talking with my guest, Dr. Nick Garrett. So, Nick, let's move on and see how our listeners can get in contact with you and um, access the crystal formulas. So how would our listeners get in contact with you? Okay, so um, I have a website, uh, www.colloidalcrystals.com. And basically, it's a bit of a shop front, but there's also a little bit of fancy programming, if you will, in the survey. So there are two ways that they can access the crystals. Uh, Basically, I have some pre-made formulations, and they cover things such as immunity, uh, anxiety, uh, love, joy. There's, There's about 26 of them. They also cover different periods of your life. And these are the crystal formulations where I've thought about what happens in that period in your life, what are the problems that you face, and how can we go about helping you out using a crystal base. I like the crystals because they are a totally natural, organic preparation, and unless you have any reaction to beeswax or olive oil, which are the basis for the cream, then there are absolutely no problems uh, associated with using it. If you do have a bit of a reaction, then again, with the application, you don't need to put it on your forehead. You can put it on the collar on your um, shirt and it still is able to interact with the brain, which is the site of the action. Um, So uh, the first way is to go on to the shop and look and go, okay, I want uh, help with immunity because I'm always plagued with infections. And so you can actually select that from the shopping cart. The other way that you can do it is to actually build your own. Uh, 
So there's a survey that you go on to, and I need to tinker a little bit with the survey because the feedback that I'm getting is that people aren't quite clear exactly how it is. But generally, with the things that I put down, the categories, if it's a positive thing, then you'll want more of that in your life. If it's a negative thing, then you'll want less of that in your life. Okay, so we're trying to get those negative things into balance. But the positive things, it's kind of okay to have more love in your life. You know, who would argue that too much love in your life is is a bad thing? Um, So the positive things don't necessarily need to be brought back because they're positives. So basically what you do is you go onto the site, you select the things that you need help with through that survey, And that, through the fancy programming, generates a list of crystals that I need to put into the formulation. And I get that information, I get it together, and I send it off to you. Okay. So, um, and I can say that I've I've test run that that survey, that formula, (laughs) the the application, (laughs) and uh, I found it quite interesting too. Yes. Um, And, uh, yeah, like choosing those things that are that are natural to our true nature, like love, joy, peace, um, our trust, all that kind of thing, and then rebalancing because we create imbalance. Because I believe that our our bodies are, you know, perfect health and well being until the mind um, gets us attached or distracted to wanting some things more than others so we start creating imbalance not by allowing life to 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 bring balance and harmony but we want to kind of get in that driver's seat and go i want more of this and i want less of that and and um and everything is impermanent and everything of form passes and everything of experience passes so um it's just kind of allowing ourselves to to um open up to that possibility of experiencing that health and well-being and the body in that place of health and well-being as its natural state is to be when we're not kind of being distracted by the false me and its attachments and wants and needs and greediness because it's it's in a state of I'm not enough in this moment now and I want more of this and I want less of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, balance is so important. Um, you know, if you can bring your life back into balance, you, you've got a more balanced perception, I imagine. Yes, and yeah. that's part of prosperity as well, is that, you know, when we have imbalance, then it things aren't able to flow to us. We get those extremes happening all the time. And I, I know when I was unwell for quite for many years, I was, I was very unwell and had high levels of pain and everything. And I noticed that when I was in resistance to what was, then it created more pain in the body and more distress for the body because the body was just allowing what was there to just naturally express itself so I could pay attention and take loving care of what was happening. But the mind would go, I don't want this. Why is this happening? It shouldn't be happening. And that would create the, the pain and the suffering to increase because I was in resistance to what was. And when I allowed the pain to just be there and to welcome it and to just love it, 
and to listen to what it was wanting to bring to me, um, that natural balance and harmony would take place and there would be just this natural ease and peace that would arise within that space, even though the pain would still be present. It would just be really dialed down a lot. Yeah, yeah. And and it's almost uh, what you focus on you get as well. And if you are constantly caught up in that that sort of hurly-burly, um, that's kind of where you're at. And, and like you said, it doesn't allow that other stuff to come in. Bring them back to a point of, of balance and, and a positive can, out, uh, can counteract a negative, um, obviously, and bring them back to that point where now that chatter is not so great that it drowns everything else out. Now the chatter's at an appropriate level you can be more receptive to the things that the universe wants you to have. Yeah, and I I applied the crystals to my um, third eye, and I yes. noticed straight away that there was that there was a buzzing sensation that was happening. Yes. Um, so you say it takes about a month. Is there anything that can happen in our experience that would kind of disrupt that? Um, balancing and harmonizing happening say if someone encountered something that was traumatic or re-traumatizing would that need to have a restart set point or something absolutely look it's it's the human body uh, you can't be or make too many generalizations about it however if there's something that happens in your life that is so traumatic such a major event that it that it disrupts everything and you regress back to a point where you feel safe. And it's all about about habits. And if you've got a habit of falling back to a point uh, uh, where you feel safe, that's not necessarily a good point for you, then it's going to take time to bring you back out of that. And while the crystals are working for you, there are other things in motion there which need their time to be processed and then the whole thing to come together to bring you back to that point of balance. So, yes, a traumatic event can actually set you back to square one or even further back. But with the crystals, they're an assistance and they will get you back to that point that you were, that point of happiness that you attained through them quicker than if you just try and uh, consider it or deal with it yourself. Okay, so it's, it's kind of like it's a support mechanism. It can assist you to kind of... Um, bring back that balance and harmony um, in a place of more relaxation and peace and and just kind of loving support. And so yes. you're talking about when you talk about the the um, safety net. You're talking about when we go into that fight flight place. We go into that survival mechanism often when we receive a shock or something gets reawakened within us that reminds us of an unpleasant experience or something that's still um, cellularly encoded in the body and that gets reawakened when we have those experiences. Absolutely. When when something too traumatic happens, and I mean, the brain is capable of processing a lot of information, but if something traumatic happens and it the information is overwhelming, then you kind of shock the system 
and it's recognized in, in chiropractic and various other sort of alternative therapies that you, you and, and psychology as well, that you, when you're under stress, you go back to those habits. And if your habit has been ineffective, then unfortunately, you're going to put yourself back at that point um, and undo all the good work. But you're absolutely right with that fright or flight fight or flight rather that's exactly the level that you're dealing with that that primitive brain where you're not actually able to consciously think as well as you are when you're not in that state and you have a tendency to go back to habits and a lot of them are not good habits they're not beneficial yes very true we think that they're going to um help us avoid feeling what the unpleasantness that we're wanting to avoid, but it actually just creates more of it because what we resist persists and we actually give more energy to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you need to, in order to move on from the point, you need to resolve it. And if you never resolve it with that particular issue, you can never move on. Yes. And so um, it's you know, how they use rescue remedy and bark flower remedies and all that kind of stuff. The crystals are kind of of that same same um, nature. They kind of play that same role that you just apply it to the skin and it can just um, energetically do its rebalancing and harmonising in a way in which is is beyond the linear mind's understanding, really. It's, it's kind of like it, it works on in a synthesis uh, um, that maybe you know we don't have such kind of clear um, clarity around with just hearing it being shared. We just need to experience it. Absolutely, um, and there are any number of people who will poo-poo uh, rescue remedy and the like. And there are so many people out there that swear by it and they get the benefit from it. Who are we to say that? You can't have access to that therapy because I don't believe it works. That's your world, no problem. But people who who are receptive to it, they get the benefits from it. And we're talking about the energetic level. It's a similar sort of thing to the types of things that naturopaths uh, produce, the rescue remedies. And, you know, you can't argue with the people who get the benefit from it. Okay, so it's just another option that's available and um, that's what you're really wanting to showcase and give people access to, that this is another way in which they can bring balance and harmony and support to their health and well-being is through this um, applying the, the, the colloidal crystals in this way. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, look, it's kind of like the power of a small amount. A small amount goes a long way. That's one of the other things about this. I can put quite an amount of crystals into the formulation because we're not using a huge amount and therefore I can get the synergy by combining them together. Now, they go onto the forehead, the third eye, or you can put them on the top of your head or on your um, your collar, and they work at the site of action. So, again, you don't need a huge amount if they're actually at the site of action. And so we get the benefit because 
there's almost like a quantum effect where the smaller the crystals are, or the crystal components are, the actual the ability to radiate that information is actually magnified. It's almost counterintuitive there, but it's it's actually a a, a, a proven sort of thing. Um, and if you look at some of the research that's been done uh, done into utilization of crystals in industrial uh, settings, you'll see that that they're getting benefits from smaller amounts that aren't proportional okay. to... Sorry. Okay, Nick, I'm sorry. We need to um, start wrapping up here. If people oh, okay. want to um, go back to the replay and listen, um, yes. you're more than welcome to do that. I would invite you to do that. Thank you so much, Dr. Nick Garrett, for being your um, with me today and being our um, guest. And we look forward to you joining us again next week as I have my beautiful friend Sanaja talk about the benefits of um, breath work and how we can open more up into our own natural state of being and meet ourselves in that place of love and peace and joy and allowing everything to arise as it is and to meet it from that place of love. So thank you so much for joining me again. I wish you great love and peace and joy throughout your week and um, much love and blessings to you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Sounds of the Heart. Sandy Goldstone invites you to join her again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Connect to your own divine nature in the coming week and explore within.